Pulse. Recorded live. He's so good, he's so good, he's so good. Thank you. 
Robert, keep in mind that Satan is a liar 
and the father of all lies. Now, what does that mean? I'm like, Lord, what does that mean? Lord, so Robert, what that means is that whatever lie you can think of, whatever lie, I don't care if the lie is that down is up and up is down, whatever the lie is that, that that men is men and women is, is women, or men is women and women is men. Whatever the lie that you can think of, Satan is the father of it. So whatever lie is is in our minds, you know, Jesus had to deal with some God says not Robert, I had to lies that were in the minds of my disciples. Thousands and thousands of years ago, when God said, Robert, I'm still having to deal with lies in the minds of my people today. I'm like, Lord, well, what, what are some lies you had to deal with in your disciples? Well, remember, Peter didn't believe that I was going to have to go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. He didn't believe that. So what was he believing? He was believing a lie. Oh, Robert, my disciples didn't believe that on the very night that I was arrested, that they were going to strike the shepherd and the sheep were going to be scattered. Disciples didn't believe that. That was a lie. Oh, Robert, my disciples didn't believe. They believed that after I had died, I won't going to rise again from the dead. That's why they didn't meet me in Galilee. Like that. that was a lie. So God said part of what Jesus, part of what I had to do in coming back from the dead was deal with lies in the hearts and minds of my people. God says, I'm still dealing with lies in the hearts and minds of my people. God said, well, I'm like, well, Lord, what's one of the lies today that you've got to deal with in your people? Well, God said, Robert, some of my people believe that this country can continue to turn against me, can continue to rebel against me, to continue to do things that are displeasing in my sight and think that they're going to be all right. God said, that's another lie. So whatever the lie is, Satan is the father. It came from the devil. If you as a child of God don't what you can do, all things through Christ will strengthen you. God said, that's a lie I got to deal with in my people. If you, as my child, don't believe that you are more than a conqueror through your faith in Christ, God says that's another lie I got to deal with in my people. If you, as my people, don't believe that, that you can have what I said you can have, that you can go where I said you can go, that you can do what I said you can do, and God said those are lies. And I said, God said, Robert, I'm still dealing with lies. Lies in my people. God says, anytime you don't believe something that I have said, God said, that's a lie in my people I got to deal with. God said, I had to deal with lies in Moses. I'm like, Lord, where are you going with this thing? I told Moses he could go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. He didn't believe he could do it. That's a lie in Moses. Anytime I tell you you can do something and you don't believe that you can, God said, now I got to deal with another lie. In you. Children of God, let us not believe the lie. I have to preach that. Come on. Let us. You I did us not say them the sound of my voice. You already believe in the lie. Now God not talking to you right now on that one. That's for God's children. You out there, you know you born again. 
Let us not believe the lie. What lie? Whatever the lie. Whatever the lie. Now the question is, God said, who do you side with? We still got I'm still keeping you on, 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 on task here, Robin. I'm still keeping you on message. Who do you side with? Do you side with the lie or do you side with the truth? Do you side with believing my word or do you side with those who don't? Do you side with believing what I said about the afterlife or do you side with those who don't? Chapter 8, because any two of you agree, any two, who, who are you agreeing with? Matthew 18, 19, Luke 9 and 49, capital B, be careful with advice. Now, you must run and get some advice that don't believe, that believe the lie, and you might be in trouble too. Second Samuel 17, 7, 1 Kings 12, 14, capital C, choose life. Choose, when you choose not to believe the lie, God said I had to deal with lie in the garden, mama. I'm like, Lord. I told Adam in the day he eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he will surely die. He come the adversary come in working through various vessels and various channels and basically tell him that you will not surely die. Lie. How long I've been dealing with lies in my people? Do you know how long I've been dealing with lies in my creation? I'm like, Lord, I know it's been a long time. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for our foolishness and our nonsense. Forgive us, Father. Be careful with it by 2 Samuel 17, 7, 1 Kings 12, 14, capital C, choose life, Deuteronomy 30 and 19, Joshua 24 and 15. I had to deal with lies and despise. Lies and despise, Father. Twelve spies went into the land, ten come back lying. Two come back not believing the lie. I don't know where you at on this side of my voice. Lord, just kind of, me and Lord, this is how me and Lord be talking a whole lot of times during the day. Just be talking. Lord, just be talking. I be just me and Lord talking back and forth. Lies and despised. I promised my people a land flowing with milk and honey. Good and spacious land. Great, great thing. Spies go in. Ten of them come back talking nonsense. Got the people all crying. Got the people all been out of shape. Lies and despise. But Joshua and Caleb, Robert, because they didn't believe the lie, God said, I had something extra special for them. And God said, I want you to tell my people right now in the sound of my voice, talk to them for me, that if they will not believe the lies, and they will stick and hold fast to the truth that I spoke. God said, I got something special for them, too. <sighs> Choose life. Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Joshua 24 and 15. Capital D. Didn't believe him. Won't believe me. Didn't believe him. Won't believe me. John chapter 5, verse 47. Where's my pen? Where's my pen? John chapter what? 5. 
verse 47. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, But since you don't believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? Once again, but since you don't believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? Didn't believe him? You won't believe me. Don't believe him. You won't believe me. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you today, Father. Speak, Father, for your people are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. John chapter 5. Jesus healed a invalid who had been, in fact, an invalid for what? 30? How many? 38 years. Invalid, one who is unable to move right. One who's, oh God, thank you, Father. One whose movement has been impeded. Can't hardly walk. Can't walk. Can't move. Stuck in one place got to be carried about by others because you can't move under your own power. God is saying some of you under the sound of my servant's voice are spiritual invalids. Just stuck in one spot. Jesus healed the invalid. He was a physical invalid. But from what we in this story, we see some spiritual invalidism in him as well. Man had been an invalid for 38 years, and what God is saying, it was deeper than him just not being able to walk, Robert. He had gotten to a place where he questioned whether or not walking was even something that was even he wanted to do. This ain't sitting necessary. At the pool of Bethesda, there were five covered colonnades or porches, covered porches. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie. They just lied. They palsied, they crippled, they all they had they would lie. They were setting up camp close to a place where they knew God's blessings were flowing. This invalid, thank you, Holy Spirit, this morning. This invalid was in that crowd. God says, some of you under the sound of my servant's voice, you are close to the place where the blessings are flowing. But for whatever reason, whatever lie the devil has spoken, some of you have not done what it takes to get your blessing. He 
laid there with other disabled people. This was near the sheep gate. One who had been an invalid for 38 years. Jesus saw him lying there, learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. He asked him, do you want to get well? Jesus didn't say, do you want to just walk? He said, Apostle, where are you going with this thing now? So it's not where I'm going, it's where God. One of the saints is hollering spirit, soul, and body, because what Jesus understood was that you've been there this long. When the angels troubled the water, and in 38 years, you have not been able to go from the porch to the water to get your healing. Others have been getting their healing. Others have been getting their blessing. Others have been moving on and going on, and you still here. Do you, the real question is, do you really want to get well? Apostle, what you're trying to say now? Ain't what I'm trying to say is what God is saying. Part of getting well is a sincere desire to one of the saints. But somebody else might need to preach this morning. Is a sincere desire to want to get well. Do you want to come out of poverty? Do you want to come out of alcoholism? Do you want to come off a of crack? That, that, that's maybe that, maybe that's the best question that need to be asked. Do you want to come off food stamps? Do you want to stop having babies out of wedlock? What do you want? That, that's, that's where the rubber goes. This has this, this been going on too long. Jesus said, look, this could have been taken care of a long time ago if you really wanted to. We're talking about will now. That's what your will is, part of your human soul. Do you want to stop being selfish? Do you want to stop being ignorant? Do you really want a man that's going to treat you right in a relationship? You keep right on ending up with these nuts and nings and poops. What do you do? Oh, do you? God said, got to deal with people's, with people's will. Even the prodigal son, there became a change in his will. Because there was a time in his life when he wanted to be in the distant land. There was a time in his life when he wanted to throw away his inheritance with wild living. There was a time in his life when he wanted to run. But then there came a time in his life when he wanted to come home. Good God in here this morning. Ain't none of this plan. Y'all know the Lord. Lord. Who is this calling in already here? Do you want Do you want to do what God wants you to do? Do you want to have what God wants you to have? Do you want to go where? Do you want? Because see, the reality is if you really do not want, you're going to keep right laying in that same condition and keep right on making excuses. Jesus didn't just come up on him and just heal him. Whack a do, whack a do. No, no, uh uh. No. He first dealt with and questioned his desire. See, you got to have a, you got to, that's why the Bible talks about they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. 
shall be filled. See, you out there, you ain't being filled in your walk with God. You ain't being filled in your, because you don't hunger and thirst. And that's why God got some situations to get to get you hungry. The Bible says man's appetite works for him. His hunger drives him on. Physically, God says, and spiritually, Robert. God said, in order to follow me and to walk with me and to get, you got to hunger after what I got. You got to hunger after me spiritually. You got to be like a deer whose soul is panting after the living. You got to be, you got to, you got to really want this thing. You got to really want this thing. Oh man, you let me come in here right now and drop a bag of doo-doo in the floor. Holler, the first one, get it, win. Y'all going to be like, Pastor, get out of here. Don't nobody want that mess, man. Get in fact, y'all going to be going away from it. But mess around and let me come in here and drop a bag with $50,000 in it. And I'm talking about the Christian son. I'm talking about folk that love God. I believe they love God. And drop $50,000 in the floor. Say, first one, get it, and, and, and win. Man, some of you jokers be pulling one another glasses off. Some of y'all be pulling one another at the shirt tail, biting one another on the ankle. First one, get it. Win. Do you, this is children, do you want? See, and until you get to the place where you really, really want God, God, no. You can God, no. You'll stay an invalid. You'll keep making excuses for why you where you at and why you doing like you're doing, why you, why you ain't get. You'll keep making excuses until you won't. Your want, your desire, your hunger has got to change. Oh, man. You know, you mess around. You mess around and, and, and let some people get shipwrecked on a desert island. First day, we ain't thinking about eating each other. 30 days in, idea show, start taking on a life of his own. I ain't saying you right ready to saute anybody or right ready to cut no, but you sure, a lot of things start running through your mind when you get hungry enough. In the natural and in the spiritual. 90 days in, you'll do something. You'll do something that you normally wouldn't do. But what happened? I got hungry enough. Even part of the punishment that God said he would lay on the Israelites when they kept right on, he would allow the, the city to be surrounded and nothing could come in, nothing could come out. Said women be eating the children, cannibalism, folk eating one another. You wouldn't think about doing on day one now. So a lot of things on day one, in most things, you ain't thinking about. But let it, let it go long enough. Let that state go long enough. Why do you think, you know, you got places around... You know, we do it just like other countries do it. Why do you think they be torturing prisoners and stuff? As soon as you get captured, oh, man, you ain't thinking about telling all the secrets. But after them pulled out four of your fingernail, the idea show take on take on a day. It's a possibility now. And then right steady poured water and laid you down and wrapped your head up in a towel and right steady pouring water up your nose while you upside down. The idea show take on a day. Why? You won't think about you won't think about that when they first captured you. You thinking, man, name, rank, and serial number. Man, I'm gonna be a noble. I'm gonna be a, a man after some of that. And once the pain starts, 
Pain is a tester of your metal, and pain, if you're not careful, can be a breaker of your metal. That's why God had to promise us. God's a Robert, I had to promise you, because I know that is some stuff that'll get you now. God had to promise us that he will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able to bear. Why? Because God knows that there's some stuff that you wouldn't be able to bear. If I didn't make that rule to Satan, if I didn't make that rule to demons, if I didn't make that rule for rumor, rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, spiritual wickedness, they could do some stuff that you wouldn't be able to take. But God said, I done made that a rule now. Just like God made a rule for Satan. When he wanted to get Job, God said, look, everything he has is in your hands, but on a man himself, do not lay a finger. God has made, some of y'all don't even know why he's supposed to thank God. That's one reason we thank God. God has made a rule that he ain't going to let the devil do but so much to us. He ain't going to let the devil do more than we could take because God said if I let him, he could. So I don't put a rule out there, Satan. I'm not going to let you tempt my, my children more than they can bear. Satan like, gosh, darn it. Because God knows that Satan could do more to you. You and I have us saying all kind of craziness. And doing, God said, I ain't going to let it. I, ain't gonna let, I might let it be. I'm going to let it be to a level, but I ain't going to let it be more than what you can bear. Thank you, Lord. Do you want to get well? It's a yes or no question. And you would think, you would think, normally, you know, normally, you know, see, see, normally you would think that somebody's been an invalid for 38 years, you would think the answer to that question would be unequivocal, yes. You would think. But see, you, what you've got to understand, God said, Robert, you don't know how many people have gotten used to their infirmity. One of the things you're saying, there's benefits, there's benefits to infirmity. One of the things that he ain't, somebody been waiting on him, somebody been bringing him food. He wouldn't have lasted 38 years and some, without somebody taking care of him. Goodness gracious. Somebody, one of the things that somebody been cleaning him up, somebody been carrying him around. Come on now. You would think that everybody wants to come off welfare. No, they don't. Some people can't wait for them food stamps to come in. Some people can't wait for that check to come in and don't have no intentions. Gee, that's why Jesus don't come in with zip, 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 zip. heal. First question. You would think that everybody wants to live in a house in the middle of the winter. Not necessarily. That's what you would think. Some people might rather pocket that money, that little bit of money that they had been paying out. You, you, being in an infirmity for a long time, you'd be surprised at what kinds of spirits individuals have accepted. What has become their reality now? Program, come on TV, some of the things watching around here, My 600-Pound Life. Story a lot of time, people weighing 600 pounds, don't got all the way big fat, but they go get operations and start exercising and doing all, all them kind of things and lose hundreds and hundreds of pounds, a big happy ending. Everybody 600 pounds ain't trying to come out of that state. 
Oh, it's another show. Oh, I could put on a show for you if I was a TV producer. Oh, no, it wouldn't be the characters that went from 600 pounds back down to 200 pounds and how happy they is in their life. No, my show would be my 600 to 1,000-pound life. That's all. That's right. Jokers that done go, I'm gonna, let me show you. I ain't showing you how I went from 600 pounds back down to 200 pounds and everything is, everything is lovely. I'm going to show you how I went from 600 pounds to over 1,000 pounds. Because, see, you got that, too. In other words, you got individuals in their infirmity that ain't even thinking about getting better. You got individuals in their infirmity that really is thinking about getting worse. That's because it looked like it's too, too much to you. That don't mean that they don't had enough. That's why you got to be careful when you run in and try to, try to, to help somebody that's, that's, that's going through difficult times. Because, see, sometimes difficult time is just what that joker needs to wake up, just what that, that girl needs. One of the same saying, or just what they want. Some folks just like that kind of thing. Say, Apostle, what are you what are you saying to me now? I'm saying, hey, this one ain't what I'm saying to you. What God saying to you? You got to get to the place where you sick and tired of your infirmity. You got to be sick and tired. Whatever your infirmity is, could be laziness, could be selfishness, could be playing too much. Lord, say, I got you, didn't Robert? Yeah, yeah, okay. Could be whatever your infirmity is. Could be unbelief, could be fear, could be doubt, could be anxiety, could be overeating, oversexing, oversleeping, overdrinking. Might pick your nose too much. I don't know what, what, what's wrong with you out there. There's something wrong with all of us. We got to be tired of our infirmity because our infirmity is keeping us from moving like God wants to move physically. Or do you want to? Well, I want this ain't what we was planning to preach today. But listen at this now, because here's the lie that some of us, just like this man here, has told himself. Here's the lie that some of us have, have told ourselves, sir. The end will live reply. I have no one to help me in the pool when the water is stirred. Come on now. How did you get from your house to right here every day for thirty years? And you gon' you gon' you gon' you is this the best you can come up with? One of the things is saying, roll in there, bribe somebody. You know you got some money because you used to lay here in bed. Is this the best you can come up with? You say, Apostle, what you saying? I'm look, it ain't what I I'm to get your mind off of what I'm saying. It's what God is saying. God say there is no excuse for your infirmity. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. If you're trying and someone else is getting it, that just means you need to try harder. If you really want your infirmity healed, you got to try a little harder. If you've been to, oh, man, Apostle, I've been trying to stop drinking, I, you try harder. I just, uh, Apostle, I've been trying to stop right steady, try harder. 
Oh, Apostle, I've been trying to get a job. Try harder. Whatever you trying to get and ain't got, try harder. Try harder. Nobody want to hear that? Nobody want to hear that? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying, but I, I'm just playing the engine, little engine that can't. I can try harder. Nobody want to hear that stuff you're talking about, man. Then Jesus said to him, he said to him, he said to him, Jesus said, look, there's a word that from God that will change your situation. I don't know who God sent me here to preach to today. I got no idea. I didn't even know we was going to come from here. God said, Robert, let them know, whoever they may be, under the sound of your voice, there's a word from me that will change your situation. We about done, and we ain't even got into what I thought we was going to talk about. What? There's a word from God that will what? Change your situation. Get up and take up your mat and walk. A word from God. Get up, take up your mat and walk. A word from God that changed what the doctors couldn't change that healed what the physicians couldn't heal, that broke through and busted through all the psychological walls of the adversary surrounding his mind and surrounding his heart, a word from God changed all of that. I God just want them. You just need a word from God on that. Whatever that is. I mean, I just need a word from God. On the, a word. A, whatever the infirmity. God said, look, the infirmity is no match for my word. God, because see, some of us, if we ain't careful, we'll think that the infirmity is over God's word. Listen, poverty ain't over God's word. Selfishness is not over God's word. Doubt is not over God's word unless you side with it. Say, Apostle, what you driving at now? Where you, where, you, where you going with this thing? Anyway, I'm going. is where the Lord is taking me. Because what he could have decided to do, even after the Lord said, good up, he could have decided to stay down. Even after the Lord said, take up your mat, he could have decided to stay on his mat. Even after the Lord said, walk, he could have decided, I ain't walking nowhere. Who do you, what are we talking about? Who do you side with? So even with the word of God that will change your life, my life, your situation, my situation, everything, we still got to believe it and we still got to do it. That's right. Jesus didn't just say, you heal. Hmm. He said, get up. Get up. First of all, you got to do that which you previously thought was impossible. Now, for us to get up, we take it for granted. Why? Because we popping up every day. We, we, we can walk. But to, for an invalid to get up, that's just about like telling one of us, all right, now fly on to Walmart. Fly. Well, we ain't never fly before. We ain't never flown unless we was on a plane. On a helicopter. 
beautiful little at Walmart. In fact, at Walmart yesterday, getting some items. One of the things, and uh, lady said to me, getting somebody said you're gonna need a card after a while. I was holding some items. I said, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And little baby, little baby, she had a little baby girl, beautiful little girl, little white girl. Said, uh, oh, you're gonna need a helicopter. The mother just kind of laughed. We just all kind of chuckled. And I looked at her. I said, baby, I've been in a helicopter. We ain't never fly. I ain't never flown before. The Lord come in and say, all right, Robert, I want you to fly from here to Africa. I'd be like, oh, I For God to tell us to get up and walk, he's been in Africa 38 years. So to where this rolls off our lips real, real easy, that's just like telling, you know, somebody, I, I think about the swimming pool we have here at the Christian Center, that nine feet down there. Well, we got some individuals who can't swim. And I know that that must look like a totally different, totally different something than it does to those of us here that can swim. I must. Just for one of us that can swim, we figure, man, I stumble off in there, man. I just swim on over. Nasty as the water is right now. I just swim right on over and get out. But to the saints that can't swim, that must look like the abyss. And they ain't trying to go to the abyss with you. <laughs> That's a kind of a, a little inside joke there that one of the saints and I were laughing about the other day. <laughs> so you said, Apostle, what you got at? What's easy and what might be considered easy, and, and the Lord is dealing with me on this now. Lord is really dealing with me on this right now. Even saying some things that I can't even, I can't even share, but it's, 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 it's kind of opening my eyes to some things. You know, walking in the natural or in the spiritual, because we walk with God. Anything we can do in the natural, we can do in the spiritual. Walking in, in the natural or in the spiritual, it doesn't seem like a big deal if you know how to do it or if you can do it. But to them... That can't. Like, I, you know, I'd I be like sometime, I'd be like, Lord, you know, how is it that a lot of your people ain't, ain't getting this? And, that, and, you know, God said everybody ain't, ain't walking in the spiritual, Robert. Just like everybody, Lord is dealing with me now. Just like, just like this, this character, he hadn't been walking in the physical. Just because we can walk in the physical, we can't expect everybody else to be able to walk. That's a privilege. That's a gift to be able to walk in the natural, God says, and in the spiritual, Robert. The same way this man was not walking in the physical and made all kind of excuses as to why. God said a whole lot of people are not walking in the spiritual and have made all kind of excuses. The same way this man needed to be delivered from his physical invalidism, there are individuals that need to be delivered from their spiritual invalidity. Now, that's a word for me today. That's, 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 I, I give God for that right there. Because now, now that helped me kind of, that settles me down a little. Because I'd be a lot of time, I'd be like, Lord, what? What in the world? The Bible says that once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and he walked. What is God letting us to know? It doesn't matter how long your infliction, affliction, 
doesn't matter how long your 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 weakness, doesn't matter how long your infirmity. Word from God. Believing and trusting and taking by faith God's word will fix it. We'll fix it. Got to believe, got to trust. The Bible said, now, nah, you know, he was cured. But then he had, once the, 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 you need to understand as children of God, we are cured. Now we got to walk in it. He was cured before he ever picked up his mat and walked. Because if he had not been cured, he didn't be able to do it. So now that the world to come, now it's a matter of choice. Uh-huh, you had an excuse there. You had them excuses there. You, you Okay, you say you couldn't get in. Wouldn't anybody let you in? Wouldn't nobody help you? Uh-huh. Now that the word of God has come, the only thing now is a matter of choice. For us as children of God, just a matter of choice. You want to prosper or you want to be in poverty? It's a matter of choice. God has restored choice to us now. You want to live righteous or you want to live wicked? What you want to do? You want to hunger and thirst after righteousness, or are you just going to want a snack? What you want to do? Choice has been restored. Now he can, now if he lay down for the next 30 year, 38 years, that'll be a choice he made. And it'll be a choice of disobedience because the Lord then told him, get up, take up your mat, and walk. So what does God try, want us to understand? That when we sin now as children of God, it's choice. You chose that now. I, I, no more God, I don't want to hear it. Whatever we doing that God, because God's word has come. God said, he whom the son set free is free indeed. God said, I don't set you free. Now, you're still sitting in the cell after you you done been locked up and they done locked you up. When you couldn't get out, that was one thing. Now somebody done come open the cell and you decide that you're going you gonna to stay in there a little bit longer. It's a choice. Choice. Saints, we ain't even got close what we had planned, but I, I suppose God had a word for somebody that direction because this, this is a different direction than what I, I thought we was going. But, you know, we still, if you didn't believe, you don't believe, the, you know, the word, then you ain't going to believe me. You out there on the sound of my voice, you got to believe. Those of us here, we got to believe that God has fixed us. God has fixed us. See, you understand there was a there was a there was a time in between the the healing and him actually walking in it. Sometimes it be with us. Sometimes God be done healed us long before we get the revelation. That you know, long before we we start walking in it, they even say when you're eating, take 20 minutes for your brain to get the message that you're full. My God, that you ever eat sometime a little bit, and then you wait for a while. If you wait for a while, I start feeling full. Why? Take 20 minutes for your brain to get the message that you're full. That's why sometimes we just overeating, overeating. Then 20 minutes later, we feel terrible. We feel terrible. Why? Because we didn't give our brain a chance to catch up with the revelation. Thing happened spiritually. We haven't, 
we haven't yet allowed our physical man to catch up with the with the revelation, to catch up with, with what God has already done in the spirit. But sometimes God says something, you know, even though it may not look like that. You know, remember Adam walked around. God said, in the day you eat from the tree and all you can eat, well, you will surely die. In that day, Adam's eyes came over me, kept walking around. But what happened? It took time for what was, had taken place in the spiritual realm to work its way out to the physical realm, about 900 years. So healings that have taken place, God says, in our spiritual realm, that ain't even manifested yet in the physical realm. Mm, goodness gracious right here. By his stripes, God said, you Oh, Lord, my, my leg is still hurting. God said, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You are healed. You take, you get, you, Jesus cured him. At once, the man was cured. Now you got to walk in. It took some time for him to walk in. We don't know how long it, how long it was. Well, you got to pick up that mat and walk. We don't know. So there are some truths in our in the very essence of our being. We don't want to sin. Not no true children of God. We don't want to. But we do. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Come on, saints. We family. We're playing church. We don't but deep down in the core, Paul said, when I would do good, evil is right there present. Paul said, I see this law at work. In my mind, but in the members of my body, I see something else. Deep down, I, I'm, a, I'm a slave to God's law. I know what God said is right, but I be doing some crazy stuff sometimes. Boy, I be doing some crazy stuff. Let's just pray now. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you. We praise you. We pray that someone has been convicted and converted today. Pray that, pray that someone has accepted the healing that you have already provided, that they may walk in it physically, in Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we pray. Amen and amen. Saints, you can reach us through email at christmasyourchurch at gmail.com. Check our website at www.ourchurch.com. Backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us in talk show spree at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On talk show, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Concern Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and have a smile to you. In Jesus' name, amen.